Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 25 of the Switchaboo podcast, or we can call it episode one of 2022. We made it a whole year, guys. We did it. Yeah. Yay. So, as always, I'm joined by my co host, Nathan Rudge. Hello again. And, of course, the cynical guy, Jake Mouncey. I don't like things. No, he doesn't. And to start off the new year, so it's going to be, it's actually pretty news light, which I suppose is expected, you know, over the holidays, not much really um, happens. So it's going to, it's to start off the year, it's going to be quite easy, breezy. We'll talk about what we've been doing. We took a couple of weeks off as well. Uh, so over December, I think we only did one episode in December. So pretty light and easy. Before we do what, what we've been playing, what have we been up to? What have you guys been doing? Work. I, I've Fun. been relaxing. <laughs> Well, good for you. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I took a break from uh, streaming on the 23rd, and I'll start things up back again tomorrow as of recording. So. As of recording, yep. So it will be live by this point. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, Nathan, you just worked the whole way? Because you, you do, like, courier stuff, don't you? Yeah. So, functionally, I had four days off from Christmas. So, obviously, you had Christmas... The next two days, I just recovered because, you know, work nonstop. And then um, <laughs> yeah, most of that time was spent building, you know, Lego Mario stuff with Jace. That's awesome. Did you like it? Yeah, no, it's it's actually kind of neat. I'll talk about that later when we... Because I didn't actually put, have any time to play games. So that's my thing I'm going to talk about. Well, well, we'll jump into that then, I suppose. So, Nathan, do you want to start us off then? Sure. Uh, so, Lego Mario is... Not too bad, actually. Um, basically, everything comes... You build little modular sets and connect it up with, you know, the base connecting lines. Um, but no, it's actually kind of neat. Um, very simple, nothing really to it, but it's, you know, something for younger kids to definitely enjoy. Yeah. Uh, the only thing that I had problem with it was all the building instructions are tied into an app. Uh. Oh, fun. It's actually better for building, but they don't have any physical instructions that you can look at. Yeah, okay. Because in the app, you can, you know, spin it around and, you know, go, okay, so this is in the right spot. Count, you know, how many uh, pieces in you have to do. It's a bit easier that way. But when, you know, say the iPad's out of battery and you have to wait for it to charge, you can't build anything. Why does my Lego need a software update? (laughs) <laughs> because it's Lego Mario and it has a Bluetooth connectivity piece. That's pretty cool. It does, it's like it, and because we also got him a few of the power up sets. So like you know when you put him in you know the B suit and you you can actually fly him around. It starts doing the B sound. Jeez, you spoil <laughs> the kid. <laughs> a, a few people got him Lego Mario stuff. Ah, okay. Because it was it's basically okay. I'm getting him the base set with a couple other ones because they were on special and then. Just before Christmas hit, there was like, oh, 50% off certain sets. It's like, here you go, people, buy this if you want to get them stuff. And you know that gift is partly for Nathan as well. <laughs> no, that that's what I got from my friend who uh, gave uh, both of us um, remote control Luigi and Mario cars. Uh, is, that, is it just the Mario cars or like Mario Kart Live? Uh, no, just Mario cars. Okay. So they're not actual Mario Kart Live. I think I saw them. Like, I've seen them around, like, EB Games and whatnot. They had them, like, ages ago as well, where you could yeah. get actual, like, you know, Donkey Kong and Yoshi ones as well. But these ones were just, like, a Mario and Luigi one in the... Oh, what is it? Oh, 
I used to drive in the car all the time. It was like the blue racing car one. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. Yeah. Vaguely. But you haven't been playing anything, so just your... I have not had time, around. really, apart from, you know, <laughs> I just wanted to relax most of it. And it's just like, oh, I have not had time to really just do it looking after Jace. Went to the beach as well. Yeah. That was some fun. Nice. What's the, is the weather for it? Oh, yeah, no. It, it, it doesn't... If that doesn't give it away, we are in Australia where it is... What's the current Sweltering. temperature? 31 degrees Celsius. Yeah. The few days before that were 40 degrees plus. It's not fun. Oh, that's right. I forgot you're up. You're further up north. Yeah. A little bit further down south, it's a little bit colder. Yeah. I mean, it's still hot. Don't get me wrong, but yeah. Yeah. I don't miss I don't miss living in Andrew's farm doing <laughs> with those 40. I remember was it like 49 degrees on that one day in February? Like yep. 2017 or something? Yeah. Um, no, it wasn't 2017. It was only like two years ago. 2019? Point. Yeah, it was 2019. Uh... Wasn't that the same day that I streamed the launch of uh, Smash Ultimate? No, no, this was died? another one. This was another one. Ah, alright. This was in, like, January, February, because I worked that day and then had to drive home at 3 o'clock. Right, right. And that was yeah. not fun. I, I worked as well, and I had to wear, like, this, um, like, black slacks, and... Um, oh. Oh, it was, it was... And, like, this button shirt that just didn't breathe, and it, oh, it was horrible. Yeah. I was at Audi at the time, so I had back slacks and black yeah. boots and a, you know, unbreathable shirt. It was not fun, and I was working at the register, so you know, sun coming in through the window. Workplaces really need to think about that more often. To be fair, we did have aircon on, so that was a bit better. But yeah, no, hot weather but- in Australia is a big thing. Yeah. But that's basically what I did. But I do have something for Nintendo fact in a different way because I thought, New Year, let's cover over the games that are going to have a uh, big anniversary this year. I was thinking i got I got to get it in just yeah, in no. case, in case you forget it this time. Yeah, no, <laughs> I'll actually do it this time. So I went with the, you know, your 35th, your 30th, up to the 10th. So like every five from 10 up to 35. Um, so starting with 1987, the big ones, uh, Punch-Out!, Mm. That came out. Then Final Fantasy came out in 1987. So wow. we might get something big for that this year. Obviously not Nintendo. No. Well, we are getting that uh, uh, Final Fantasy 1 quote-unquote remake thing that Strangers of Paradise, you know. Ah, oh, that gotta, thing. Gotta kill chaos. Yep. Might get something <laughs> in one. Final Fantasy 14. Ah, oh, most likely. Yeah. Uh, and... The only other main one was uh, oh Doki Doki Panic, so Mario Two in outside of it. Okay. And uh, Zelda Two came out in eighty seven as well. Ah, uh, the Black Sheep of Zelda. Yep. Everything else is a odd title that I don't know anything about. <laughs> but nineteen ninety two, so we're at the thirtieth. Uh, Mario Kart thirty is. Mario Kart Nine. Please. Nah. <laughs> nah. Uh, nah. Mario Paint. Oh, wow. Yep. Uh, Yoshi's Cookie, if you remember that. Uh, yeah. I remember that, yeah. I got that for 30 cents on my Wii U. And <laughs> Kirby's Dreamland on the Game Boy. Oh, really? It's oh, that old. Yep. So it's Kirby's 30th anniversary? I think Kirby initially came out on the NES as well. Let me check. 
No, well, yeah, because that came a little bit later, but I'm pretty sure the Game Boy game was the first one. Oh, well, if that's the case, then 30 years for Kirby, which might tie... Yeah, 30 years. I mean, you've got the Kirby game. Yeah, uh, that's what I was going to say. We've got the, the big the Forgotten Land game coming out. Oh, I'm so excited for that. And moving on to 1997. So this one's, what, 25 years? Yes, 25 years. Yeah. Uh, Goldeneye. Boy, I wonder if that's going to be re-released soon. <laughs> hint, hint. Star Fox 64. Oh, Star Fox 30th anniversary, okay. Yep. Oh, Star Fox 25th, came out sorry. before, wasn't it? With Lilac Wars. Oh, on yeah, the... on the yep. SNES. Yep. Blast Corps. Sure. The Forgotten Rare title. Yeah. Uh, Yoshi's Story. Oh, I love Yoshi's Story. And um, we got Diddy Kong Racing as well. And Turok. Oh, wow, Turok. I never played Turok, but I know a lot about it. But I never played it. And then we got 2002, so 20 years of these games. Uh, Super Mario Sunshine. Ah, the black sheep of Mario games. <laughs> a lot of black sheep. Fittingly, mm-hmm. um, Metroid Prime. So we might actually get Metroid Prime 4 this year. Hey, or at least the trilogy, or maybe yeah. just the first one HD. Uh, Mario Party 4, so the first uh, Mario Party on the GameCube. Wind Waker. Ah, oh, Wind Waker. Star Fox Adventures. Eh. And Eternal Darkness. Yeah, okay. Yeah, when are we going to see another Eternal Darkness again? Please, that was actually pretty rad. Well, there was... There was a project by the developer who was trying to do like a something for it, and then it, uh, it's like this massive story, and I don't know, I don't know the details of it, but like, yeah, this, the uh, the developer had like a Kickstarter where like it was funded, and then it went pear shape, and yeah, it's it's this whole uh, yeah, I think I remember hearing something about that, yeah, yeah, it was like a few years ago. There's this whole story you could probably find it on YouTube somewhere, probably a hundred videos on it already. Yeah, something we don't really need to cover. No. Because you can find okay. it probably much better covered somewhere else. Yeah, better than my explanation, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, so moving on to 15 years, uh, Phantom Hourglass. I like Phantom Hourglass. I don't care what anyone says. Uh, do you like Link's crossbow training? Because that was 15 years ago. <laughs> I prefer Phantom Hourglass. <laughs> uh, Donkey Kong Jungle Climber. Never played that. I think Was that on the DS or the Wii? I think that was Wii. Could be wrong. Uh, Super Mario Galaxy. Hey, okay, that's a big one. Yep. Uh, Fire Emblem Radiant Dawn. Yeah, okay. Uh, Mario Party DS. Yeah. Where is it? Ah, oh, here we go. Yep. Uh, because, oh, one for you, Jake. Etrian Odyssey. Oh, hey, cool. <laughs> uh, this one I found interesting. Donkey Kong, uh, sorry, Diddy Kong Racing DS. Yeah, so okay. They both have a anniversary this year. And uh, Metro yeah, Prime 3. Cool. Uh, Super Paper Mario. And that was I need to play that. Yeah. I really need to play Super Paper Mario. Yeah, I played it. It was alright. I can't be bothered going back and hooking up my Wii U again, though. So I'm like, if it comes to the Switch, I'll play it. If not, eh. And one just to throw, you know, just an extra one in there. The B-movie game. 
Made by the same dudes that made uh, the Crash Team Racing remake. Really? Yep. Yep. Good old Beanox. Of course they were chosen to pick uh, to make the B-movie video game. Also Drawn to Life. Yep. Ah. That, that came out as well. And I thought I'd cap it off at 10 years because 5 years is still relatively recent. Yeah. Uh, 10 years you got, which was the Wii U release. So we're at 10 years for Wii U. Ah. Oh, Wii U's 20, 10th anniversary. Okay. Yep. Which, you know, top 10 Wii U games coming out. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be like half the catalogue. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was so, just trying to think of a joke like that. <laughs> so, New Super Mario Bros. U. Obviously, Nintendo Land as well. Uh, New Super Mario Bros. 2. That also came out. That was the one yeah, about collecting yes. all the coins. So boring, that one. Mm. It, the uh, online levels were pretty fun, though. Where you could download extra levels. Yeah. Huh. Uh, Kid Icarus Uprising. Another game I need to play. Another game that needs a remake. <laughs> uh, Mario Tennis Open. That was eh. the 3DS one, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. Well, I say eh, but I think that was the first tennis game since the GameCube one. I think Because the GameCube one... Yeah, the GameCube one got a re-release on the Wii, and that's all they did for that. Yeah, that's the version that I played. Yeah. That's probably, uh, yeah, it's probably very common. Black and White 2. Oh, that's big. Yeah, I still haven't played those. I've played like every mainline Pokemon game except for those ones. They're really good. And just and especially... to rub salt in the wound on the DS Pokemon Conquest. <laughs> especially like back to Black and White and Black and White 2. Jake, you would probably like them the most because they're very RPG-like. They yeah, are like really I've good. played I've played the like original black and white and they still okay. hold up like ridiculous. You only but played like, them recently, didn't you, on Steam uh, on stream? No, no. Oh, I no, you had them back. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I, I, I remember they, they were the uh first Pokemon games I actually played after leaving school. Wow. Hmm. <laughs> but um Scary. Yeah. I was playing uh, it at school. I, yeah, I don't know what it was, but the idea of like a generation getting a direct sequel, I didn't really like. I like it was all so like I just dropped it. Here's it, one it was you. it was definitely odd, but I I enjoyed it. Like I enjoyed it because I was apprehensive about it, but then as soon as it continued on the story, it it does a good job. So I'm going to go three in a row. One's bad, one's uh, and two redefine their genres. Paper Mario Superstar, <laughs> uh, Animal Crossing New Leaf, re like vitalize the franchise, and Fire Emblem Awakening. I thought yeah. Awakening was that other one. Yep. Yeah, literally saved good. the franchise. Yeah. Technically, technically, Star did do something to the franchise. Yeah, that's it, not. Yeah, but you know, New Leaf revitalized <laughs> it as well. Yeah, it revitalized um, it, but not in a good way. Oh, Dylan's Rolling Western. I never played oh, that. Hey. That was fun. I heard good things about it. Uh, and Bravely Default was 2012. Hey, that's good. And that's so 10th anniversary. Fantasy Life. I love Fantasy Life. That was a great game. That was so grindy, though. It was very grindy, yeah. Like, I think that was the 
half the point of it and yeah it got old quick but like just just exploring and going further and further out from the town was really really cool uh and one last one to tie it off because you brought it up in the interview harmo night yeah i liked harmo night that was good i know it's a demo game yeah i mean you, you said about five years that was still the switch but this is the fifth year anniversary for the switch yep and if you think about five years, so that's Super Mario Odyssey, Breath of the Wild, um, Splatoon 2, ARMS. I remember ARMS. I, I remember yeah, the I remember music. Arms. Yeah, yeah, that, that soundtrack slaps. Oh, it does. It really does. And Xenoblade Chronicles 2. It's been five years since Xenoblade have done something, aside from working on Breath of the Wild 2. It's like, damn. So like, yeah, and uh, Monolith were talking about their projects a couple of years ago. Mario Rabbids as well. Yeah, well, oh, yeah. And, and that reminds me. And I Fire like Emblem Warriors. <laughs> oh, that one. That one's not good. <laughs> I, th- I think it's best to move on. <laughs> Ultra Moon and Ultra Sun came out five years ago. Eh, I can pass on them. And Fire Emblem Echoes. Which they haven't brought back the Echoes title, which they said they were going to. I would, I would like to. I'd like to see more um, classic Fire Emblem games remake. Because you had the, the oh, I can't even remember what it's called. Like the first Fire Emblem remade for the first time. Yeah. Besides the DS version, Shadow Dragon. Um, like the Shadow Dragon. That's the one. Thank you. Yeah. And that one, it like it's it's hard to go back to those ones. Oh, so I think there's one for you, there's Alex. such a rich history. Yeah. Golf story. Ah, oh, Golf Story. I love Golf Story. And Sports Story should come out this year. Should. Yeah. Well, yeah, they said it's delayed till next year, which is now this year. So, I'm I'm excited for Sports Story. I love the Aussie humor in Golf Story. No, it's it's really good. Yeah. The mentions of sausage rolls. It's it always sticks with me. And the map is just Australia. Spoilers, man. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure that picture's gone around a bit. Yeah. Well, this is the first I'm hearing about it, so uh, <laughs> hey, yeah, no, like <laughs> spoilers. Like each, each area of the um, like the, that you go around is a different state. Yeah. Jake, I recommend you play it, but maybe not now. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's not a big part of it. It's just a, like a little nod at the end of the game. So no, yeah. you you you'll still really enjoy it. Um, Jake, what have you been playing? Uh, I've been playing a bunch of uh, different things, like so much that I gotta, like, I can't fit them all in like this one thing. But uh, the major reason that being is uh, I was lucky enough to get a PlayStation Five for Christmas. So yay, uh, yay that was finally. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My just, uh, my just mother a year was kind after. enough to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My mother was kind enough to uh, get me one after she noticed how long uh, I've been trying to get one this year. She she got one off of Facebook Marketplace from a scalper. I, but yeah. it's it sucks. But I I got one. Yeah. But uh, yeah. PlayStation. <laughs> yeah, the PlayStation Five is uh really good, mainly because of its controller. Its controller is, like, the main selling gimmick of everything. Well, outside of, you know, 4K, you know, 60, all of that, you know, 
stuff that uh the new gens are toting um so yeah the the new um the new controller is essentially just like the uh the playstation 4 controller but it has like the same kind of rumble that the joy cons do that's right with the dual sense uh, yeah. they're calling it yeah yeah so like that's really good and the uh the triggers have like haptic feedback which like like at first i wasn't really into but then like the more i actually played games with the feature i kind of fell in love with it because it just turns one button into two buttons and that's really cool it's it kind of reminded me of um the gamecube controller i suppose where like it has like a little bit more functionality to it yeah mario yeah. sunshine yeah that's what I, yeah that's what i always think of but like i i don't know if you've played marvel spider-man because i heard there's a lot to do with haptic feedback on them there is uh i haven't played it no, like i i have them on ps4 but i haven't like moved them to my ps5 because yeah you know, i've 100 of those games <laughs> so <laughs> like i don't really have any reason to go back to them but um uh what was i going to talk about oh right yeah the, <laughs> the triggers like what what i really like about it is like like by themselves they are like completely freeform like like they feel like just like uh the ps4 ones do but when yeah. you get to like a section in a game where it requires the feedback it will like a gear or something will switch in the uh in the controller itself like you can feel the gear shift oh, and that's cool. yeah and it's like oh okay something's happening something cool is about to happen <laughs> so uh, that's that's pretty neat and uh but yeah like the best way to actually like show players like how the new controller works is with the game that uh actually comes pre-installed with the ps5 astro's playroom i've heard a lot of good things about this one astro's playroom is rad yeah <laughs> i was not expecting it to be as good as it was it was so cool but yeah it's like it, it, it was real nice because like there's a whole bunch of uh like it's it's really short like you can beat it in like two hours but like the game is beautiful it has a fantastic soundtrack i've had um <laughs> i've had one uh one level's theme stuck in my head ever since i played it <laughs> like to the point where it's like constantly being uh recommended to me on youtube yeah. <laughs> um yeah each level has like uh uh like a little uh gimmick that uses the uh the new controllers like there's one uh that uses like the haptic feedback there's one that uses the touchpad it's like one that uses the uh what's it called the uh six axis motion control stuff which i wasn't really a fan of but yeah. like yeah there, there's a whole bunch of different stuff but like i think my favorite thing about astro's playroom is it's just a huge love letter to playstation as a whole it's like with Nintendo, they they always tend to, you know, like show offs like, oh, check out the history of the NES or the Super Nintendo. Like you you they always do that stuff. So it's kind of like, ah oh, yeah, we've seen this before. Like, yeah, you're proud of your company. But like Sony never does that. Yeah. So like having a game where the main collectible is PlayStation peripherals oh, that's cool. <laughs> is actually really neat. That's nice. So it's like, it makes oh. you remember stuff they made, like the PlayStation camera. 
Yeah, it's like I found the iToy, the SingStar <laughs> microphone. I forgot a, uh, about that stuff. Oh, uh, one of the uh, PSP uh, Discord UMDs. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, had stuff like that. You got um, like a whole bunch of different things. Like there's even like really, really, really subtle um, uh, references to things. It's like there's just a random NPC that I noticed in the uh, hub menu just throwing a boomerang around and like smacking himself in the back of the head with it because <laughs> boomerang. But uh, if you take a closer look, it's actually the uh, prototype PlayStation 3 boomerang shaped controller oh, that, nice. e- that everyone oh. looked at and laughed at. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's a cool nod. That's really cool. And I remember seeing. I think it was like some of, one of the platforms was this uh, triangle, circle, square, and X. Yeah, yeah. Like and just little nods like that. I really, I really want to play Astro's Playroom. I just, I can't justify getting a PS5 because I've got a Series X, but mm. I would really want to play. That'd be one of the games I want to play. That and Ratchet and Clank. Yeah, yeah. I cannot wait to get into Ratchet and Clank. I'll be streaming that this week. Uh-huh. Uh, twi- yeah, yeah twitch.tv slash jacks of 15. Which you might have missed out Chill. on because this will come out yeah. on Friday. <laughs> nah, First plug sure. of 2022. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh yeah, that, that's another story though. Like, I, I, I brought that like specifically because like I wanted to stream it. And um, literally after Christmas... After I had already brought it, it went on sale for the, like, January sales. Uh. And, like, that sucks already. So, like, I paid full price for this thing. But, uh, do you remember, uh, you know, when there was a big stink of, uh, you know, people saying, Oh, we have to pay $70 for our video games now instead of $60? Mm -hmm. Do you know how much that markup is in Australian dollars? More. Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart cost me $125 for the standard edition. The standard edition. Yeah. That's gross. (laughs) So I was extra pissed that I, uh, that I brought it before the, uh, the sale. That was, uh, that sucked. That sucked. That's gross. Was it a big sale as well? Uh, I believe it was like 30% off. Oh. I mean, off off of $125, that's quite a bit. Yeah. <clears throat> What's that? Me. Thirty-seven, thirty-seven fifty. Quick yeah. maths, about seven, eighty-five dollars. Yeah, it's, take. it was uh, quite a lot. Yes. Do, do you yeah. have the digital only one? Yes, I do. It's the only Cause... one I could get. Oh. Yeah. Uh, looking at it, you could have gotten the Boxing Day sale physical at EB Games seventy-seven dollars. Well, yeah. Don't tell him that. Well, but, <laughs> but he can't. Yeah, I. I, I have the digital, uh, yeah, I, I have know, the digital but... PS5, so I can't use discs, but, oh well. Small price to pay at the moment. Yeah. But, uh, last thing I've been playing, though, is, uh, Blue Reflection Second Light. Now, this was a RPG that I wanted to review, like, about a month or two ago, I think it was at this point, but, um... It came out three days before Shin Megami Tensei Five did, so... Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you kind of had to pick and choose, <laughs> but uh, yeah, this is God. How do how do I even explain this? Because even to someone like me who is into niche RPGs, this is a niche RPG. <laughs> Ugh. Hey. 
Oh boy, like the uh, the general art style is. Have you guys seen like slice of life uh, Yuri manga before? Uh, yes. No. Yeah. I'm, I'm... Yeah, it has that kind of art style. Yeah, so, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, and when you play it, it's like, oh, yeah, this is... This is a Yuri game. <laughs> there is not a single male character in the... Like, there probably is, like, later on in the game, but, like, so far, I'm about 20 hours in, I have not seen a single dude. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it is... It, it is a thing, but, um... Like, it, it, it's also... Like, got one of my favorite things I love about weird niche RPGs, where, like, the characters will act as if, like, everything's fine, and then out of nowhere, a monster shows up, and then they just spawn weapons without explaining anything. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, every character is a schoolgirl in this. So, like, they're just exploring the forest. It's like, oh, let's get some mushrooms and uh find find some eggs and we can make ourselves an uh, omelet and stuff and then out of nowhere this like headless dog on fire just attacks them it's like oh we gotta defend ourselves and like one of them summons a scythe one of them brings out a sniper rifle and the third one brings out a hula hoop someone drew the short straw there <laughs> <laughs> they just beat the crap out of it i'm like what is going on what is going on with this game? Oh. I think anyone anyone is not familiar. I imagine like people will probably imagine Japan, like people people in Japan just walking around with weapons everywhere, yeah. just being pulled out of weird weird strange places. Yeah, th this is like this is definitely one of those games that uh, if you're not into like RPGs, you'll be like, ah, that's a Japanese game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Japan, but, like, welcome to it yeah i i i'm enjoying it but the thing is my dogs are freaking out uh <laughs> but like the the thing is with it is uh the more the battle system gets expanded the less interesting it gets which ah. is a very interesting problem that i don't think i've ever had in a game like this that is a bit interesting. Yeah, yeah, because like when when it first uh when you first get introduced into the combat, it has like a Final Fantasy four style like uh act uh ATB system where like, you know, uh there's like a uh timeline you have to wait before each character actually gets to use their action and stuff like that, but like it's a single bar that all the characters move in one way and all the enemies move the other way so so the game's like oh okay so what's probably going on is if an enemy ends up meeting up with a uh, with one of your characters they get to attack so like oh that's an interesting thing is i how i thought is like if an enemy ends up overlapping one of the uh one of the players that would start an attack and you know yada 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 that sounded like a cool idea because um how the attacks go is um 
further along this ATB bar that you uh, that you're at, the stronger attacks you can do. So it's like, do you constantly do like weak, quick attacks, or wait and um, bait out uh, enemy attacks, uh, getting to uh, stronger attacks of your own? But no, that didn't actually end up happening, and it's just yeah. Yeah. I looked it up. Did you play it on Switch? I have it on my PlayStation 5. <laughs> okay, because it looks horrible on Switch. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it looks pretty bad. <laughs> my God. It. Does it does it look okay on PS5? Oh, it actually looks fantastic on PS5. Yeah, it honestly looks it's like a... a I, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. I hate when people say it looks like a PlayStation 2 game, but it honestly looks like a PlayStation 2 game on, on yeah. Switch. Yeah. Like, that bugs me too, because there are some beautiful PlayStation 2 games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe like, early PS3. Yeah, yeah. I'll settle for that. Like It is not pretty. Yeah. But yeah, as uh, as I was saying, yeah, I got it for PS5s because, you know, I want to get more PS5 games. <laughs> really? I, I, yeah, I got a new toy. I want to play with it. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it actually does have, like, pretty impressive uh, 4K scaling, which... Uh, Oh yeah, that's the thing. I got myself a 4K TV to go with it, <laughs> <laughs> to go with the PlayStation Five. So uh, yeah, I've turned into like a resolution snob. That's nah. uh, <laughs> I've turned into the thing that I hate. <laughs> Welcome. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, that's you're been bro- what I have been playing. But you're not a frames per second snob. No, no, not yet. <laughs> On the Xbox, you can get 120 frames per second. Ooh, I won't be able to see it. It's actually pretty good. Like, Anyhow. Seriously, my eyes can't actually see, res- uh, not resolution, uh, frame rates that fast. That's bad. Yeah, my eyes are weird. Yeah. Anywho, I've I've just been playing your two games. Uh, Loop Hero was the first one. I reviewed that early December-ish. I gave it 8 out of 10. It was, it was really good, but... I I did have a few issues with it, like it's very repetitive, but after I published a review, I just keep playing it. I don't know what it is, it's just very addictive. There's something something about watching the little sprite-based character going around in loops. So so you're stuck in the loop playing it. I am stuck in the loop, yes. Well done. Um, Do you guys guys know much about Loop Hero? I, I... Uh, there's a streamer I watch, uh, Admiral Baru. When the, uh, uh, when Loop Hero first, uh, launched on PC, uh, he, he wanted to do, like, a quick look of it, and in the end, ended up playing it for 16 hours straight. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, I, I I lost an entire day, and, like, that became an actual blurb that the team used to sell the game. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. And it, it is like that, like, I... Um, in my in my job that I don't work for anymore, yay! yay. Um, hey. But it was basically just like I was when I was bored and I was just like supposed to be on the phone, like you know people were just talking about I don't even know what they were talking about, and I'm just like uh huh uh huh, and there's just me with my Joy Cons <laughs> <laughs> playing Loop Hero, just watching the guy go around circles. The, um, the but uh, it's... advantage of working from home. Oh yeah, yeah. There's a lot of advantages. Trust me. But yeah, it's it's super it's it is super addictive and it's clunky. It's very clunky on Switch. You can tell it was it was made for P, uh for PC, mm. but 
it's good. It's better on Switch than it would be on PlayStation and Xbox as well because the touchscreen definitely helps. I said in my review, this is the only game I would recommend playing specifically in tabletop mode. It is best played in tabletop mode, especially if you've got the Switch OLED with the more secure kickstand because you can control, like you do your basic controls, like you know, start and stop and you know do all your um like your equipment and whatnot. But when you're actually having to put like put all the different uh like the different card card tiles down like your mountains and all that kind of stuff it's better to do that with your touchscreen rather than having to you know move the cursor over select it move the cursor back it's much better touchscreen so it's a weird combination of both physical controls and touchscreen that actually works the best for it and it's i'm i'm enjoying it it's very much a grind but it's got a weird charm to its grind so i'd recommend it but if you're not into rpgs or roguelites i would skip it if that's the case but i've been going with that and nathan you'd be happy i've been playing stardew valley yeah you mentioned this uh you're doing co-op aren't you yeah so co-op my with my partner uh she's she's more addicted to it than i am she's because I've got my save file and then she joins that one, like I yeah. host. But then she has her own save file as well that that she plays because, you know, sometimes I'm busy. And she's like, oh, I want to play Stardew Valley. So she started her own farm as well. And yeah, we put 40 hours into it so far, which for me, for one single game is rare. But Those are rookie yeah, we're really... <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I can imagine. But we're up to, we're just about to hit winter on the second year. That's where and you do just... a lot of stuff in the mines because you can't grow anything. Yeah, yeah. We we completed the mines. Yeah. We finished that. We figured out what the Skull Key does. Yep. So we've got that second Gone mine. To Skull Cave. Yeah, which is hard. Yeah, those those green flying things. Yeah. Oh, they're so annoying. The mummy. Okay, how do you kill the mummies? Bombs. I thought so. You kill, thought you so. knock them out, drop a bomb, and run away, and they will explode and kill yeah. them. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because yeah. yeah, we'll just get so another actually, run with zombies. You, you want to bring bombs to the mines. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. So we, we've been playing that, and that's pretty much it, honestly. That's like, also how you get iridium. That, yeah. Yeah. I've started to get iridium, but it's very slow going. Yes. It's until you get really low. It's it's pretty slow going. And if you get a prismatic shard, if you get a prismatic shard, save that because that's something you don't sell it. That's very rare to come by and you can use that for um, getting the strongest sword in the game. Oh, okay. But like everything we get, we have to get it twice Yes. because we're upgrading both of our stuff. Yeah. So it takes a long time. It takes a long time. But you also have two but... people doing it, so. Yeah, well, well, that is also true. Where we just got the greenhouse as well, and oh my god, that saves so much time. Save a lot of strawberry seeds for that. <laughs> we did, yeah, I did. So strawberry seeds and blueberries, but yeah, I should have just planted strawberry seeds. Yeah. I reckon. And um, rare fruits, buy them whenever you can. Yeah, I got star fruit. Star fruit, save that for wine. Wine, okay. Yeah, you put that, make that wine, and then. Um, once you um, fully upgrade the house, you get a lower section where you can basically put wine in there to age it, which increases the quality. And that's the uh, most money you can get. I, t- I think it takes a year in game, but you can get like oh, a butt ton of money from it. 
I don't have that much patience, so. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's all I've been playing. Uh, we'll move on to the news. But first up, um, same same as always for 2022, we have, remember guys, we have our Patreon. So for just $1 per month, you can get the podcast two to three days early. Same as always, it goes towards supporting the website, paying our writers and keeping everything running. And still, if we reach that $100 per month goal, we'll make the podcast a weekly show. So we're still doing it fortnightly, but we we do want to do it weekly if possible. Eventually. Um, yeah, but let's move on. So like I said, news light this time around, but uh, Shimigami Tensei Five has sold over 800,000 copies worldwide. Which I believe makes it the highest grossing Shin Megami Tensei game so far. Yeah, which correctly. Yeah, I imagine it would be quite interesting because I know you weren't. It kind of deviated a bit from the original Shin Megami Tensei. Like, yeah, it, it deviated. Yeah, it deviated a bit, but like, it's still a fantastic game. Like, I gave it an eight. <laughs> yeah, which and... for Jake is incredibly high. Which, which for Jake is very high, yeah. Yeah, an 8 might as well be a 9, and a 9 might as well be a 10. <laughs> there you so. go. Because nothing gets a 10 for Jake. Yeah, exactly. Nothing's perfect. <laughs> but, because I, I was thinking, like, yeah, this is, it doesn't sound high, 800,000, but that's when you compare it to Nintendo's numbers. Yes. Um, 800,000 is a lot for this kind of series, for sure. Mm. But it hasn't got a but dating still... simulator, so it doesn't do a million. Oh, there you go. But it's still not, so it's not Persona now. Like, Persona's yeah. the kind of that new that new A-tier RPG for Atlas. Mm. Which, I don't know. I haven't played either of them, so I don't know how to feel about that. How do you feel about that, Jack? Uh, I'm, I'm glad that people are starting to care about the mainline franchise, like, finally. Because, yeah. like, it, it, that's, that's always been, like, kind of the thing, is, like, Shin Megami Tensei is like the main like it, it's the older brother, it, it's it's the one that came first, but the younger brother that came after it is significantly more popular, so it's like <laughs> always stuck in its uh in the shadow of its younger brother. So like it feels good, uh, seeing that it's actually starting to get some popularity and some traction. Do you reckon it's thanks to Persona, or do you reckon it has... Oh, 100%. You know, oh, it's 100%. Yeah, right. They even well, is, made a joke about it, it on their 100%. Twitter. Mm. <laughs> the game also got a bit of a bit of love as well from Nintendo and their advertising, especially because it released in November. Oh, yeah, yeah that would have helped. So, like, timing-wise, it did quite well for that. And Nint- Nintendo announced... It. Yeah, well, yeah, I think it was five years, for yeah. like almost five years after it was initially announced. Yeah, because yeah, it it was uh, announced the same time that you know the Switch was announced, so it was the same yeah, presentation, presentation, I believe. Yeah, yeah, it was the final game I think off that presentation to be released. Yeah, it would be, wouldn't it? The other yeah, one that took a while came. was um, oh, why can't I remember it now? The Advance Wars style game, Wargrove. Yeah, Wargroove. I couldn't remember. I thought Wargroove was in the. No, it was I thought in the that was in the one. indie presentation. No, it was really? the first one. Yeah. Okay. It was like here's well, upcoming, it... you know, titles. And yeah, because we even got. Well, just think in that time we got two No More Heroes games. Yep. <laughs> so we did. Wow. <laughs> so that's that says something. Yeah, it was a, it was a big wait for this one. 
but I'm happy for it. Like, yeah, it's still, I'm still not going to get into Shin Megami Tensei because I'm just not that hardcore about my RPGs, but I'm, I'm happy for the, for the series. We'll just have to and drag Sonic... you in when they bring Persona 5 to uh, the Switch. That's it. I think that'll be my gateway, like yep. a lot of people. And Sonic Frontiers was originally planned for 2021, but was delayed for quality. I mean, that's a good sign. A Sonic game being delayed? Wow. <laughs> for qual- for, for quality. quality, yeah, wow. Yeah. <laughs> that's double wow. <laughs> but Who's making it I'm... again? Sega. No, like what team? Like the Sonic team. Okay. I was just so got ma- the uh, the team who did the Sonic Mania. Ah oh, no, yeah, it's it's the main it's the mainline, yeah, mainline team because it's a mainline three D game. I imagine that team would probably continue working on two D games in that future. But Sonic Frontier, Sonic Frontiers, I'm, I, I, you need to see gameplay before anything. Yeah, that. Um, that uh, trailer that we saw really was oh my god Sonic hot uh, Sonic uh, Sega hired that man wow yeah. <laughs> pretty much it's I don't know I don't know like and the idea of a open world Sonic is interesting but it it can be done like and people have been screaming for it for the for ages now like the closest we uh, we've had to an open world Sonic game was uh, Sonic Unleashed. <laughs> which uh, I a lot of people have been coming out and saying it's a fantastic game and I keep saying shut up children the adults are talking <laughs> that it's game is the, bad uh, it's the, the kids who grew up with the game who are like oh yeah Ex- it was good it's yeah. exactly when you were exactly. five years old like I, I played that game when I was like what 14 15 i can't remember when it came out and uh i i was like you know like the stereotypical like autistic teen like i'm not saying that as a dig i'm actually i I gotta clarify this every time but like yeah i was a super (laughs) huge like fan i was i was exactly what people make fun of when it comes to you know sonic uh back in my teens I hated Unleashed back then. That game is bad. Also, you you know you had that whole edgy, uh, you know, teenager thing as well. Yeah, and uh, you know, Dude, edgy I, Sonic I, did not work. I legitimately thought Shadow the Hedgehog was a good game for a while. That's how that- that's how bad I was for Sonic back in my teens. Oh boy. We all we all regret our teen years, trust me. Yeah. But yeah, I'm. I don't know. I'm. I don't think I would play Sonic Front. Uh, yeah, Sonic Frontiers on Switch. I can't mm. see that going well on Switch. No, no. Like Sonic with how fast he moves, plus you know being open world. Like it works when it's on rails, but you know, open world for Sonic. I don't know. I don't think that's going to work well with the with the Switch's hardware. Yeah, like as we saw from uh, uh, the Sonic Colors re-release, Sonic games tend to not play well on the Switch. Nope. Nah, get that one on Xbox or PlayStation. And lastly, Shin 
Uh, Shintaro Furukawa warns of more switch supply issues this year with chip shortages issues still ongoing. Yay. Surprise. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. I reckon in that li- like in light of that, I reckon Switch Pro or Switch 2 2024, 25? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. The- these I chip shortages are really just bugging everything up. Yeah, yeah, they're ruining absolutely everything. Yeah, so I reckon stick with your stick with your regular Switch or OLED, and probably get comfortable with that for the next year or year or two. I reckon. If you can actually buy and, an OLED, and yeah, and get a PS Five or Series X if you can. If but don't if you but can. don't buy it from Marketplace. Yeah, do not <laughs> buy it from the Facebook Marketplace. Mrs. Or Mountie. eBay. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that's that's not surprising. I think, you know, if you've already got a Switch or like, you know, Switches aren't too hard to find. And I don't think the Switch, I mean, not in Australia anyways, but like, I don't think that's really the issue with the Switch. It's just about the next iteration of the Switch. It's going to be, is going to take a little, little bit longer, but it certainly has affected Sony and Microsoft, I'd say more so, because they're trying to get it, their new product out during this. Yes. Mm. It's hit them so- hard. Yeah, even though the PlayStation Five is still one of the best-selling consoles for them. Thanks, like, scalpers. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yeah, and they, and they and they don't help them. They make it worse. But moving on, we'll go to the indie roundup. So this is the section where we have a bit of a chat about indie games. You know, highlighting ones that are coming up, whether whether there's a lot of hype around them, or just whether we think there should be a bit more hype around them. Um, Surprisingly, I didn't expect there to be that many, but we've got a few. Uh, I want to. I want to touch on first. McDroid is fifth of January. This one is. This one's developed by like a, a small indie developer. He contacted us on Twitter, um, and it's like a, basically like a farming simulator, but more mechanical. So an original blend of farming, arcade, and tower defense that will challenge your itchy trigger finger as well as make you want to pet those furry worms and drink strawberry juice. Upgrade your little farming robot into a battle stallion. Heard a flock of doggy bots. Listen to giant lasers talking back at you. Plant many, many trees to cover the land with boosting bliss. And collect outfits for your robot. So he's a little dog. He's a mechanical really dog. Yeah. And I think it's it's got like... I'm seeing Borderlands. I don't know if you're seeing that, Jake. I'm not seeing Borderlands. Okay, that's just me. <laughs> just you. Yeah. That's just coming from the person who hasn't played Borderlands. But... <laughs> <laughs> and that goes to show. Never mind. But yeah, it it looks it looks quite cute. I just like the the droid. Yeah. The dog the dog bot. It's adorable. So then you've got Theatre of Sorrows. So join Killian and Aileen in a deadly journey through Escher and dive into its dark secrets through a Lovecraftian roguelike with branching narrative and resource management. I'm just waiting for Nathan to say something. Yeah, I'm just Same. looking at the. I'm just looking at the the um the images. I'm like, that's kind of neat. What is it? What does it remind you of, Nathan? A lot of things. Say Are the you... line, Bart. Say... <laughs> <laughs> say it. Say it. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Not gonna give you guys the satisfaction. <laughs> Ah, 
I put it down because I was, well, one, because it looks cool. Um, and secondly, I was like, oh, I'm just going to wait for Nathan to say it. <laughs> but yeah, I think I think it does look pretty cool. It's more like, um, yeah, very much resource management and with RPG mechanics. It also looks very creepy. I mean, that's Lovecraftian for you, but yeah, looks very creepy. We've got Warshmallows. So blink and your hits. Warshmallows is a is a hilariously fast-paced multiplayer shooting game where you battle over the championship as sweet but dangerous marshmallows at war. This one looks wacky. Kind of like worms, but more of movement. Yeah. yeah. Kind of it, like that, like feel that worms gives. Yeah, like this. This is giving me like worms mixed with speedrunners vibes. Yeah. 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 I can kind of see that, especially as like a platform fighter as well. Yeah. Like in all the like pastel colors as well. Very um, Saturday morning cartoon. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't there also a color run that had that kind of similar look to it? Like, you know, that multiplayer run. Was it? Runbo? Yeah, Runbo. That's it. That was fun. Yeah, I can kind of see that. Yeah, like with the whole, you know, crazy competitive. I bought I bought Runbo, and then I realized that my family is terrible at games. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that that is the at, problem with that game. And then I remembered I was colorblind. <laughs> I, I it does that. not work for me. That, I love yeah. that. It's just like then I remembered I was colorblind. <laughs> Oh right, <laughs> I'm disabled. <laughs> yeah, I still won. That's how bad my my family is at video games. Would it have, <laughs> was like was it like you know at least clear to tell you know that the platforms were slightly different? Yeah, yeah, it does. It does very much focus on primary colors. Yeah, and very bright, very bright colors. So it does make it easy. And but they there tend were to a be few very times different as well. Like you know, yeah. Oh, what? Yeah, but then you'd I... get the ones where there's like four different colors, and that would be a lot harder, I'm guessing. I just gave up at that point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there were. Anyways, I'm 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 sidetracking. But anyways, uh, Astro Neo. We'll talk uh, January thirteenth. This one. So this one was uh, in the in the yeah one of the indie world presentations. Not the last one. I think the one before. This one's been out for a little while on other platforms, and it was on Game Pass for a little while actually. But it's it's quite neat. So, what was this one? Explore and reshape distant worlds. Astroneers set during the 25th century intergalactic age of discovery, where astroneers explore the frontiers of outer space, risking their lives in harsh environments to unearth rare discoveries and unlock the mysteries of the universe. What's that game? So go. F- so what you go from planet to planet, collecting resources, and so very much No Man's Sky. That is what I was thinking of. It's like was, an indie yeah, version of was... No Man's Sky. Yeah, well, pretty much. Well, no Man's Sky was an indie game, anyway. But yeah, <laughs> didn't they get like funded by Sony? Yeah, it uh, still means they're indie. Yeah, yeah. I know it's just, it's their weird lines. You know, where do you draw the line with independent? But yeah, it's it is pretty much like more. Uh, like no, it's like No Man's Sky in like a cell shaded way and less procedurally generated and more, you know, specific planets that you go to. Yeah. 
but it's pretty cool. Level based. I, I did play it for a little bit though on on Game Pass, and I will say the the controls are they. It's like rubbing what is that? Like patting your head and rubbing your belly at the same time. Um, I imagine it's something you would get used to if you continue to play it, but I did not. But yeah, so word of, word of caution: there is a bit of a learning curve when it comes to the controls, but I imagine it works once you get the hang of it. Last one, Shadow Man Remastered, January 17th. This one was an old Nintendo 64 game. And it is indie. It was in the Indie World presentation as well. So it's... Yeah, it's like real real classic. I think it was like 98. It came to Nintendo 64, PlayStation, and to Dreamcast later on as well. So it's 99. on Nintendo. 99, was it? Yeah. Yeah, there you go. So he is coming, stalking criminals in the spirit world and the real world. A possessed man is coming, a voodoo mask in his chest and lines of power in his back. Shadow Man is coming, trailing evil from live side to dead side to stop an apocalypse to save your soul. I think he's coming. <laughs> I mean, he got a 7.8 uh, on IMDb. Yeah, yeah I... Th- Go ahead. Yeah, th- this is this is one of those, like... The good old '90s edge that you don't see anymore. So oh, it's like very '90s, like yeah, Blade. Yeah, so, yeah, like Blade, Spawn. <laughs> so yeah, if you're into that kind of stuff, oh, this this would be like right up your alley. I think it's very much it's very much going to be a game where if you played it back in the day, you'll want to play it with the remastered version, or if or out of curiosity. You'd play it out of curiosity more than like, oh, this looks like a fun game. But I don't think you'll get many of the uh, people who were born after the 90s because that yeah. particular edge is very much, you grew up in the 90s. Yeah, I mean, look, it is Just look at his sunglasses. Look at his sunglasses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they also, although all and say that Matrix is being remade, that might, you know, pull in a bit of that there. Yeah, there's there's a lot of '90s and early 2000s stuff coming back, and that kind of edge is like um because people cause are people are getting nostalgic for at it. This point. Exactly, and there's that nostalgia that, and that's why 3D platformers are starting to come back. And what we had old NES, SNES inspired indie games like five, ten years ago, um, that was kind of like once that new wave generation starts coming through, you'll start seeing more video games that are inspired by it. Mm. So a few years time, we'll start to see PlayStation Two inspired games. But yeah. all in all, so that's that's your indie roundup. Uh, we'll move on to the Patreon questions. So this is where we put a call out for questions. We didn't this fortnight because we did have a couple of questions already in the pipe in the pipeline. So we'll go with Matthew Sandstrom's question. He asks, "What games are you looking forward to this year?" Probably what? Switch focus, I'd say. Yeah, what games are even coming out this year? They're, like there is I'll, so much. I'll start then because I actually know three of them that i want uh project project triangle strategy so sorry remove the project triangle strategy there you go uh <laughs> advanced wars which is i'm yes. so disappointed that got pushed back and uh digimon survive which hopefully will come out because that's been getting a lot more like hey here's the ratings here's more like it's been more found like oh there's going more and more ratings put out for it have they shown actual gameplay for that though not in like three years <laughs> so it could look completely different it could oh, but i still want to play it interesting but that's the three main ones i'm definitely interested in 
I mean, for me, it's it's kind of boring. Your typical um, Nintendo games. What Kirby, Land of the Forgotten. What what is it called again? I'm really looking forward to it. Apparently, <laughs> what's it called? It's coming out in May. I've got my spreadsheet here. No, it's not May. No, it's not May. Q Q two. Here we go. Kirby and the Forgotten Land. Yep. So that one, I'm I'm keen to get into Advance Wars as well. I've never played Advance Wars, so I am keen to get into that. I reckon that'll be that'll be good. Uh, you've got what else is there? Pokemon Legends Arceus is like four weeks away. I'm oh, cautiously, yeah. I'm cautiously optimistic about that one. We'll see how that goes. Bayonetta mm. three. Bayonetta three. Yeah. Splatoon three. About that. Yeah. Splatoon three. Breath of the Wild two. Splatoon three. I can put your name on there. Uh, what else we got? Mario plus Rabbit Sparks of Hope. Don't I'm excited Jade. for it. Yeah, I'm excited for it. I don't <laughs> know. Broken Roads is looking 2022. Oh, yeah, that looks really good. Yeah, Broken Roads. We got... Uh, what was the other one? The other indie game? Uh, I have no idea. I'm, I'm losing it now. Conan Ch- <laughs> I've got Conan Ch- Chop Chop here for 2022. I don't know if that's ever going to come out, honestly. That's just... I interviewed the developer, what, 2018? So I think, and he's like, yeah. he's like, yeah, it's coming out at the end of the year. It did not come out at the end of the year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I even played it, and it, it seemed quite good at the time, and I believed him because I'm like, yeah, this is pretty much good to go. I don't know what's happened with it. There's a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff, I reckon, going on there. And then outside is... of the Switch, we have Eden Ring. Elden Ring, yeah. Uh, Elden yeah, Ring. Elden Ring. Why does it even... I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you're fine. Um, yeah, Elden Ring, yeah, that's going to be huge. I need to play... Yeah, yeah. I, I at least need to play a Dark Souls game. I've got the, the first one, the remastered one, on my Xbox. I need to play it. People call me crazy for thinking that Dark Souls 2 is the best. I can't comment. <laughs> I, I can't comment either. I, I, there we go. I just made some enemies. <laughs> it, it's, most people consider 2 to be the worst one. Yeah, okay. Okay. There's well, also when I get Horizon up to it. Forbidden West. Yeah, that's big. Uh, God of War, Ragnarok. Ragnarok. What does Xbox have? Gran Turismo 7. Uh, Oh, that's yeah. Sorry. Technically, that would be big. There's that Hogwarts Legacy game because they're doing a big Hogwarts yeah. thing um, this year. Yeah, Hogwarts Legacy. The the game that um, might kill a franchise for Jake, Tiny Tina's Wonderland. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh. like, I'm I'm very like I'm cautiously optimistic about that because like I love me some Borderlands, but Borderlands Three kind of kind of burnt the bridge on that. <laughs> You've got uh, Starfield. That's this. Oh wow, I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, this November, year. November twenty twenty two. Lego Star Wars: The Space. Skyward Saga. Yep, that's big. Slime Rancher Two is getting coming out. I didn't realize I was even getting a sequel. Yeah, <laughs> I'm reading this list. And the only thing I'm like actually super excited for is the release of Persona Four Ultimax. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's coming. And your horizon, dude. <laughs> and then uh, Jake stole it from me. Metal Slug Tactics. I did, didn't I? You did. <laughs> you just went, I'm taking this. I'm like, I haven't had time to uh, look at it properly. Damn it. 
Nah. Uh huh. That's what you get for being busy all the time. It's nah. what I get for having a job. <laughs> Ooh. I'm looking forward to Little Gator Game. That's um that's the one published by Platonic Games, 3D platformer with a uh, bit of um, yeah that 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 uh that game looks really cute. Yeah, the cute one. It's got like Breath of the Wild stuff where you can climb anything as well, and but it's like the game is based around your well, you play as a little alligator and you're trying to encourage your older sister to play with you. So you make up this, so it makes up this game. Well, this is what the demo is, anyways, and it makes up this game. And it tries to like you know oh look look at the fun we're having and all this kind of stuff. But it goes on like adventures that you would think as a kid, as a child, like you know you climb a you climb a hill and you think it's like this big mountain, and like you're going on a massive quest. It's re- it's really cute. It's it's really wholesome. It's really nice. And you got Blossom Tales too. I liked the original Blossom Tales. It's very much top down Zelda inspired game. What else have we got? Twenty twenty two. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's about it, I'd say. But, I mean, I'd say that's about it, but there's, that's a fair bit. It is a fair bit. And there's always games announced as we go as well. You think we'll get four guys? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. And if we do, it'll be at a bad time because Splatoon will probably be coming out around the same time. Yeah, probably. They, they'll want to get it out in the first half of the year. Yeah. Because Splatoon's going to be holiday. Or like early holiday. No, no, Splatoon's going to be September. Summer. Like American summer. Yeah. Because it's always, yeah. it's always the summer. Because wasn't that July in yeah, 2017? It's, it's, uh, let me look at the Splatoon release dates. But they're always June, July, uh, August time. That's fair. Because it's, hey, Spl- it, they, rele- they advertise it as a... Yeah, so 28th of May was the first one. Yeah. Because they advertise it as a summer game. Yeah, okay. Uh, and for us, it's, r- it's raining just... outside. And, yeah, it's summer. <laughs> and then July was Splatoon 2. Yeah. Yeah, I remember July for, for the second one. Because I remember the first one, they had like a, you know, a big, um, like, water park kind of style, like, game thing that they had invited some YouTubers to. Yeah, okay. And they actually shot each other oh, with, like, Oh, that's right. Yep. I remember that. You've got um, Sports Story. Yay. <laughs> you hope. Uh, C- Card Shark looks really good. Have you guys seen that one? No. Look into Card, Card Shark. Shark. It's by Devolver Digital. But that one basically... Oh, I've got to even refresh my own memory on it. But Card Shark Switch. <laughs> Card Shark Switch. I mean, Switch. The, the images look pretty interesting. It's almost like it's inspired by a game. Inspired by dungeons that are dark. I was actually not going to go with that. I was going to say it's got <laughs> like Victorian style. You're like Paul. Uh, yeah, was not it a PS One game? What was? Card Shark as well. Like was it? Because there is a PS One huh. game called Card Shark. Huh. But I think that's actual just a poker game. Oh okay. So this one, yeah. 18th century Europe, real card manipulation techniques, roguelike progression. Yeah, this one does look really cool. This was in an indie world a couple of ones ago, probably like mid in the year. But yeah, I've had my eye on this one as well. You said 1800s, right? 
eighteenth century. So seventeen hundred. So it's not Victorian technically. No. If you want to be technical about it. Yeah. I'll be technical about it. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Shredder's Revenge. Oh yeah, that's the um, arcade thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Sea of Stars, that Bruno stole. <laughs> uh, Hazel Sky, I've had my eye on that one. I love this Min- uh, Mineko's Night Market. That was announced 2017 in an Indie World presentation. Still not out. Damn. Yeah. I don't think that one's coming anytime soon, or if at all. I should probably do some research into that, see what's actually happening. Oh, Sail Force. I've had my eye on that one. Omori. Jake, Aztec Forgotten Gods. Hey, there it is. Yeah, Q1. So there's some good games so far, and obviously, you know, games will be announced throughout the year, but there's some games to look forward to. A uh, question from Bill Cubit also asked, do you have any New Year's gaming resolutions? I don't even have, like, New Year's resolutions general, let alone <laughs> gaming-specific ones. What would you call a New Year's gaming resolution? Yeah. Well, I, sh- I put some thought into it. Mine is to buy less games that I won't ever play. Because I buy so many games... And I never play them. Even though I only buy them when they're like 70% off, I still don't play them. So I have a massive backlog of games. And I want to go through my backlog. I want, to actually start, I want to actually start doing that rather than just looking at what's coming out. I want to actually play what I already have. That's a fair one. Yeah, I reckon that's mine. Which is why I've, I've been wanting to go to the Deponia series, which is a point-and-click like classic point and click adventure. So I want to start, I'm looking at going to that one. I've played like half an hour of it, so I didn't want to put it on the, what I've been playing section, but yeah, it's good so far. It's like, it's, there's like four games in the series. So it's like this well-established series and yeah. So I'm playing through that and I've had it on my switch for like the past two years and never touched it. So Hmm. I'm going to do that. I guess, you know, actually finish more games so a lot of times i start them but never finish them yeah that's that's a big problem as well because there's i think that's what you know video game marketing has like a really good way of like enticing you to want to play this new thing that you can't play right now yeah and then Mm. you forget about what you actually have if you don't play this game right now you miss out on this this and this it's like that's it Well, that's right, and, and everyone's talking about it, so you want to be part of the conversation. That's a good one. Yeah. Can you, Actually can you think of anything? Them. Yeah. Can you think of anything after that, Jake? I'd say I'd probably... I should try and branch out and play some genres that I typically don't play. I agree. <laughs> I agree with that. Yeah, because... <laughs> Yeah, stop playing my games. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just looking at my game libraries like, boy, it'd be easier to uh, count how many of these aren't RPGs. Uh-huh. <laughs> what would you play? I don't know is the thing. I mean, you're playing Halo. Uh, so shooter. Yeah, I am playing Halo. To be fair, like I used to play Halo back in the day. It's just 
Halo hasn't been good for a long time. The only four genres I know of you to play are, of course, RPGs, the odd shooter here and there, like Halo, um, platformers, but very specific, like Sonic kind of, like I'm thinking Sonic platformer, and music rhythm. From what I can think of, they're your main ones. So, like, I'm curious to see how you would go with a puzzle game or, like, a point-and-click <laughs> adventure game or something like that. Oh, I'd be terrible at a point-and-click re- puzzle game. I know for a fact. Yeah. What uh, about... T- he's done it on stream with a puzzle game. It took him 20 minutes to do a puzzle, with, and then I had to tell him how to do it. Oh, goodness. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Okay. Let's not go with that one. Ah... Uh... What else could there be? Race? Oh, no, you like racing games he as well. He does like kart racing yeah, games. That's, that is my forte, yes. Yeah. What else is there? Do you play top-down action games? Uh, I'm terrible with top-down stuff. Really? I'd be curious to see how you'd go with that. That's the tactics. Yeah. Oh, I'd, yeah. I'd, love to, I'd love to watch. I've never watched... I don't watch streams. I don't. I don't go on Twitch. But I would. I would watch you play Enter the Gungeon. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> I. Uh, I think for those who watched my, uh, what, what was the game I played? Archvale. Oh yeah, uh, Joy Play. Uh, I think they'd know how uh, bad that would go. I am absolutely terrible with twin stick shooters. I started I, playing that. It's actually really good. It is. It's actually pretty decent. Yeah. That's another thing. Like, I've got so many games on, my, on Game Pass that I can just pick up and play whenever I want to. So, like, I should look through that more as well because these are games I'm technically already paying for. Yep. So, like, you know, I need to get on that. And you have access to the PC ones as well. Yeah. Which half of them have like play anywhere, so my save file goes from the Xbox to the PC. And some of them have cloud gaming, I can do on my phone, which is eh you don't really want to do that for too many games. It ain't there yet. Especially if you're only on four G, not five G. Nah. That's our New Year's gaming resolutions. Uh let's move on to everyone's favourite part of the podcast. Name that game. We'll go so if you're we not familiar with Name skipped. That Nah, nah, I'm not. I'm not forgetting it. I was more like last time. You're like, oh, don't worry about it. I was like, already had one ready. Oh, that's right. What was it again? It was hypercharge. Hypercharge. Oh, that's right. And you got it super quickly. Yeah, because yep. we literally <laughs> talked about it just beforehand. <laughs> like twenty minutes beforehand. Oh god, dang. Well, if you are unfamiliar with name that game, though, so in this. Uh, with this game, so I have a, I have a video game. These guys have to guess it. I will give them ten hints. They have five guesses: two before question six, two before question ten, and one after the final hint. They also have two lifelines. Oh, I forgot to put down the lifeline. <laughs> oh, no. um, so we have one lifeline. Well, you have, yeah, you have a yes or no question which has to go first, and a switchaboo lifeline which I will try to make up on the spot. And wish me luck with that. And so the first five hints is, yeah, (laughs) I do have the Wikipedia link here. So it launched on Nintendo Switch in April 2019. The Switch version has an 81 on Metacritic. It is a puzzle platformer. It goes for 10 US dollars. 
and it was announced in the February 2019 Nintendo Direct. No clue. Final answer. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just trying to think of puzzle platformers in general. Uh, Because I forgot the lifeline, I'm going to give you an extra hint, because that was my blunder. So, this game is in black and white. Mostly. I think there's a couple of colours here and there, but it's primarily black and white. The only thing I can think of that is... uh... All black and white is Mad World. And I know that's not on the uh, Switch. <laughs> and I don't think that's a puzzle platformer either. No. <laughs> Unless you call the puzzles killing people. Uh, depends how you define a puzzle, I suppose. How do I get this spike into that man's face? There you go. That is the puzzle. <laughs> and how fancy do I want to make it? Yeah. I should play that game. No, got to play my backlog. (laughs) (laughs) Resolution, Alex. Resolution. Exactly. Stick to my guns. God, I I feel like I feel like I saw a black and white puzzle platformer recently, but my brain isn't letting me access that data. Is recent April twenty nineteen? Did. Why well, can't I remember the name of it if it got remade? Is it De Blob? Is it that? I'm trying to remember if that's the game I'm thinking of. Although there's lots of colours in that. I just remember it had colours yeah. being stolen. Nah. Ah, uh, there's a few of those games. I was just trying to think, because, like, I don't know if that you count that as a puzzle platform. I haven't even played it. But I know there's a lot of black and white in that game. I mean, you can throw it out there. Well, seeing us have nothing else to blob. No. Because I'm pretty sure that did get remade for the Switch. Yeah, it is. And the blob too as well. Yeah, there we go. I was on a track. Not the right yeah. one, but... <laughs> is it the <De> blob too? <laughs> <laughs> no. So, according to howlongtobeat.com, the main story goes for roughly 5.5 hours, but for completionists, it can take 17.5 hours. The series' first entry was on the Nintendo 3DS. And this game is best played co-op. And its entry introduced a new, taller character, which featured exclusively in the game's third campaign. I don't know. All that does is actually bring up more questions. Yeah, I, I genuinely have no idea. I think because this is a puzzle platformer, I think, Nathan, you would get this before Jake does. Even still, I have no idea. You played a lot of games on 3DS. I did. But I also played a lot of, like, you know, Fire Emblem and Pokemon on 3DS. Sure. You guys are struggling, so I'll give you hint 10 as well, so you can have three guesses with all of it. It's published by Nintendo. Published by Nintendo? Hmm. It started on the 3DS. Yep, I still have no clue. People are going to be screaming at me. Yeah. Like they always do. That's upsetting. <laughs> Let me know if you want to recap. Yeah, yeah, I'll go for a recap. 
So launched on Nintendo Switch in April 2019. You guys are just stalling now, aren't you? Yeah. The <laughs> the Switch version has an 81 on Metacritic. It's a puzzle platformer. Goes for 10 US dollars. Was announced in the February 2019 Nintendo Direct. According to howlongtobeat.com, the main story goes for roughly 5.5 hours, but for completionists, it can take 17.5 hours. The series' first entry was on the 3DS. It's best played in co-op. This, I should say, this entry specifically is best played in co-op. Uh, this, this entry introduced a new taller character, which featured exclusively in the third campaign, and it's published by Nintendo. Yeah, I don't know. Um, nothing is ringing a bell I'll give you another hint it's developed by HAL Laboratory yeah I'm I'm still out at the moment I have no idea I can't think trying to think what came out on 3DS there are a lot of shapes in this game is it a 2D platformer yes Box Boy and Box Boy and I don't know (laughs) I just know Box Boy exists. Yeah, I'm going to give you a half a mark. So Box Boy plus Box Girl is the Switch version. So you play as both the characters in this one, and then you can help each other get up into different places. Right. And the third character, and the third character is a rectangle called QB. Huh. So he's a taller character. Would you be Would you be surprised if I said? This is literally the first I'm hearing about this game. No. <laughs> I vaguely remember Box Boy on the 3DS being a thing and that's it. I Switchaboo has an entire walkthrough of this game somewhere in its in its history somewhere that yeah, this, has got, this is why we need we a search bar. <laughs> before the the cataclysm that was the the domain issues. Yeah. Yeah, and there's no... Like, all my images are now gone. <laughs> oh, so much work went into that. My God. But yeah, Box Boy plus Box Girl. It is a great game. If you like puzzle platformers, it's a great game. Uh, if you don't, probably don't play it. It's very hard. So, probably not going to yeah. play it. Well, there you go. <laughs> Fair enough. It's a great game. What is it got? Uh, on not, not to like, put it down, it probably is a great game. It's just not the kind of game I enjoy. It's so it's so simplistic, especially like obviously the art style is simply just black and white with squares. And well, I don't it's it's really it's really cute as well. Also like, I said I wanted really to finish games, so <laughs> that oh there's there are a lot of levels. Yeah. There are a yeah. lot of levels in that. But that is the end of the first episode of 2022 for the Switchaboo podcast. And episode 25. And episode 25, yep. So starting from next time, we'll be 26th because we do the episodes fortnightly. So that would have been one year. Uh, We've missed a couple. So I think we're already at this point. Actually, no, when did we start? When? I was just thinking that. When was our first episode? Let's look that up real quick. Where is it? Because I feel like it was pretty soon. We'll do a we'll do a big thing for our unless we've already missed it that is which we probably have let's be honest I don't think we've missed it yet well I was at my old place I was at my old house yes and that was a while ago 
Uh, here we go. Media manager. Nope. Episode list. Ba -ba -ba. Episode one. Whoa! Episode one, January 22nd. There you go. So it'll be the next episode. Yeah. Next episode will be the one year anniversary. Whoa. There you go. There you I go. I think it will come well, out on the anniversary. What's that? No, January twenty second. Yeah, day after because year move on. Twenty second is Saturday. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And that's when we had uh, James on the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> I would be very curious to listen to episode one again. Super Mario. 3D I don't World, want to. New Pokemon Snap. Some excellent indie games to check out. Has the podcast changed all that much since we started it? Not really. Well, I'm here. That's that's a change. <laughs> <laughs> that's about that's it. That's true. Yeah, James and Rochelle were both on it. Yep. Yeah, new po new Pokemon Snap. Yeah, okay. So people have changed, but that's about it. We also did <laughs> name <laughs> that game back then. Yeah, yeah. That's well, been a that's been a tradition. The only thing we haven't done is the uh, monthly podcasts. That's yeah, sad. that that died real quick. I tend to have ideas and then it, it's difficult to do coordinate. Those. Yeah, yeah. I generally have these ideas and it's like ah, that's not going to work. It's also a lot of effort. Yeah, I I go with what sticks. Basically, is is how I generally run things. But yeah, that is episode twenty-five of the Switch Be Podcast. We'll have our one-year anniversary next episode, so definitely tune in for that one. But thank you again, everyone, for listening. Here's hoping for an exciting year. So our second year here at Switchaboo, well, the Switchaboo podcast, I should say. Yes. But again, thank you everyone for listening. And for if you want to follow us even more, you obviously have us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. So Facebook, Instagram, you know, Switchaboo. Uh, Twitter's Switch, uh, Switchaboo News. We Which also you can find have our Discord. Our, yep. To, uh, top of there. So pinned to the top of our Twitter is our Discord. We have our YouTube, so youtube.com slash switchaboo and switchaboo joy plays, uh, which is where you'll find Jake's Archvale joy play, which would be fun. You can watch how bad he was. I'm embarrassed. <laughs> and it's on the internet and, forever. Oh, it's forever. Oh, well, I got paid to do it. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't matter, got paid. And patreon.com slash switchaboo, which again, um, if we re reach $100 per month, we'll make this podcast a weekly podcast. But thank you, everyone, for joining, and remember to have fun. Have a good New Year. See ya. <laughs>